This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the one year Bible reading for March the 4th, and we are beginning in the beginning of chapter 2 in Numbers today. Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses and Aaron. When the Israelites set up camp, each tribe will be assigned its own area. The tribal divisions will camp beneath their family banners on all four sides of the tabernacle, but at some distance from it. The divisions of Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun are to camp toward the sunrise on the east side of the tabernacle, beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the number of their registered troops. Judah, Nashon, son of Aminadab, 74,600. Issachar, Nathanael, son of Zuar, 54,400. Zebulun, Eliab, son of Helon, 57,400. So the total of all the troops on Judah's side of the camp is 186,400. These three tribes are to lead the way whenever the Israelites travel to a new campsite. The divisions of Reuben, Simeon, and Gad are to camp on the south side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the number of their registered troops. Reuben, Elijah, son of Sadur, 46,500. Simeon, Shel Shalumiel, son of Zurishaddai, 59,300. Gad, Eliasaph, son of Deuel, 45,650. So the total of all the troops on Reuben's side of the camp is 151,450. These three tribes will be second in line whenever the Israelites travel. Then the tabernacle carried by the Levites will set out from the middle of the camp. All the tribes are to travel in the same order that they camp, each in position under the appropriate family banner. The divisions of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin are to camp on the west side of the tabernacle, beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. Ephraim, Elishama, son of Amihud, 40,500. Manasseh, Gamaliel, son of Pedazur, 32,200. Benjamin, Abidan, son of Gideoni, 35,400. So the total of all the troops on Ephraim's side of the camp is 108,100. These three tribes will be third in line whenever the Israelites travel. The divisions of Dan, Asher, and Naphtali are to camp on the north side of the tabernacle beneath their family banners. These are the names of the tribes, their leaders, and the numbers of their registered troops. Dan, Ahiezer, son of Amishadai, 62,700. Asher, Pagiel, son of Okran, 41,500. Naphtali, Ahira, son of Enon, 53,400. So the total of all the troops on Dan's side of the camp is 157,600. These three tribes will be last, marching under their banners whenever the Israelites travel. In summary, the troops of Israel listed by their families total, totaled 603,550. 
But, as the Lord had commanded, the Levites were not included in this registration. So the people of Israel did everything as the Lord had commanded Moses. Each clan and family set up camp and marched under their banners exactly as the Lord had instructed them. This is the family line of Aaron and Moses, as it was recorded when the Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai. The names of Aaron's sons were Nadab, the oldest, Abihud, Eleazar, Ithamar. These sons of Aaron were anointed and ordained to minister as priests. But Nadab and Abihu died in the Lord's presence in the wilderness of Sinai when they burned before the Lord the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. Since they had no sons, this left only Eleazar and Ithamar to serve as priests with their father Aaron. Then the Lord said to Moses, Call forward the tribe of Levi and present them to Aaron the priest to serve as his assistants. They will serve Aaron and the whole community, performing their sacred duties in and around the tabernacle. They will also maintain all the furnishings of the sacred tent, serving in the tabernacle on behalf of all the Israelites. Assign the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They have been given from among all the people of Israel to serve as their assistants. Appoint Aaron and his sons to carry out the duties of the priesthood. But any unauthorized person who goes too near the sanctuary must be put to death. And the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have chosen the Levites from among the Israelites to serve as substitutes for all the firstborn sons of the people of Israel. The Levites belong to me, for all the firstborn males are mine. On the day I struck down all the firstborn sons of the Egyptians, I set apart for myself all the firstborn in Israel, both of people and of animals. They are mine. I am the Lord. The Lord spoke again to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. He said, Record the names of the members of the tribe of Levi by their families and clans. List every male who is one month old or older. So Moses listed them just as the Lord had commanded. Levi had three sons whose names were Gershom, Kohath, and Merari. The clans descended from Gershon were named after his two descendants, Libni and Shimei. The clans descended from Kohath were named after four of his descendants, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. The clans descended from Merari were named after two of his descendants, Mali and Mushe. These were the Levite clans listed according to the family groups. The descendants of Gershon were composed of the clans descended from Libni and Shimei. There were 7,500 males, one month old or older, among the Gershonite clans. They were assigned to the area to the west of the tabernacle for their camp. The leader of the Gershonite clans was Eliasaph, son of Lael. These two clans were responsible for the care of the tabernacle, including the sacred tent with its layers of coverings, the curtain at its entrance, the curtains of the courtyard that surrounded the tabernacle and altar, the curtain at the courtyard entrance, the ropes, and all the equipment related to their use. The descendants of Kohath were composed of the clans descended from Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uziel. There were 8,600 males in one month old or older among these Kohathite clans. They were responsible for the care of the sanctuary, and they were assigned to the area south of the tabernacle for their camp. The leader of the Kohathite clans was Elizaphan, son of Uziel. 
These four clans were responsible for the care of the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the various articles used in the sanctuary, the inner curtain, and all the equipment related to their use. Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, was the chief administrator over all the Levites, with special responsibility for the oversight of the sanctuary. The descendants of Merari were composed of the clans descended from Mali and Mushi. There were 6,200 males, one month old or older, among the Merite clans. They were assigned to the area north of the tabernacle for their camp. The leader of the Merite clans was Zuriel, son of Abihail. These two clans were responsible for the care of the frames supporting the tabernacle, the crossbars, the pillars, the bases, and all the equipment related to their use. They were also responsible for the posts of the courtyard and all their bases, pegs, and ropes. The area in front of the tabernacle in the east toward the sunrise was reserved for the tents of Moses and of Aaron and his sons, who had the final responsibility for the sanctuary on behalf of the people of Israel. Anyone other than a priest or Levite who went too near the sanctuary was to be put to death. When Moses and Aaron counted the Levite clans at the Lord's command, the total number was 22,000 males, one month old or older. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now count all the firstborn sons in Israel who are one month old or older, and make a list of their names. The Levites must be reserved for me as substitutes for the firstborn sons of Israel. I am the Lord. And the Levites' livestock must be reserved for me as substitutes for the firstborn livestock of the whole nation of Israel. So Moses counted the firstborn sons of the people of Israel just as the Lord had commanded. The number of firstborn sons who were one month old or older was 22,273. Then the Lord said to Moses, Take the Levites as substitutes for the firstborn sons of the people of Israel, and take the livestock of the Levites as substitutes for the firstborn livestock of the people of Israel. The Levites belong to me. I am the Lord. There are 273 more firstborn sons of Israel than there are Levites. To redeem these extra firstborn sons, collect five pieces of silver for each of them, each piece weighing the same as the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20 geras. Give the silver to Aaron and his sons as the redemption price for the extra firstborn sons. So Moses collected the silver for redeeming the firstborn sons of Israel who exceeded the number of Levites. He collected 1,365 pieces of silver on behalf of these firstborn sons of Israel, each piece weighing the same as the sanctuary shekel. And Moses gave the silver for the redemption to Aaron and his sons, just as the Lord had commanded. Mark, beginning in chapter 11, verse 27. Again they entered Jerusalem. As Jesus was walking through the temple area, the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded, By what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right to do them? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things if you answer one question, Jesus replied. Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven, or was it merely human? Answer me. They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why we didn't believe John. But do we dare say it was merely human? For they were afraid of what the people would do because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, We don't know. And Jesus responded, Then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. 
Then Jesus began teaching them with stories. A man planted a vineyard. He built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice, and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent one of his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers grabbed the servant, beat him up, and sent him back empty-handed. The owner then sent another servant, but they insulted him and beat him over the head. The next servant he sent was killed. Others he sent were either beaten or killed until there was only one left, his son, whom he loved dearly. The owner finally sent him, thinking, Surely they will respect my son. But the tenant farmer said to one another, Here comes the heir to this estate. Let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him and murdered him, and threw his body out of the vineyard. What do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do? Jesus asked. I'll tell you, he will come and kill those farmers and lease the vineyard to others. Didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. The religious leaders wanted to arrest Jesus because they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away. Later, the leaders sent some Pharisees and supporters of Herod to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You are impartial and don't play favorites. You teach the way of God truthfully. Now tell us, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or shouldn't we? Jesus saw through their hypocrisy and said, Why are you trying to trap me? Show me a Roman coin, and I'll tell you. When they handed it to him, he asked, Whose picture and title are stamped on it? Caesar's, they replied. Well then, Jesus said, Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. His reply completely amazed them. Psalm 47 Come, everyone, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise, for the Lord Most High is awesome. He is the great King of all the earth. He subdues the nations before us, putting our enemies beneath our feet. He chose the promised land as our inheritance, the proud possession of Jacob's descendants, whom he loves. God has ascended with a mighty shout. The, God, the Lord has ascended with trumpets blaring. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King over all the earth. Praise Him with a psalm. God reigns above the nations, sitting on His holy throne. The rulers of the world have gathered together with the people of the God of Abraham. For all the kings of the earth belong to God. He is highly honored everywhere. The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled, the hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. And to end today, I have a blessing for you, and it comes from Psalm 30, verse 2. Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. May you give God full access to your story. May you allow him to correct and redirect, heal and deal, refine and define whenever it suits him.
He loves you most and he knows what's best for you at every given moment. He will lead you in the way that you should go. May you remember that you're part of a great story God is writing in the world. May you trust the Lord's work in your life so that he can use you in ways beyond your wildest dreams. Lean in and trust him. He's got you. Have a beautiful day. Love you all.